Hello everyone, welcome back to yours truly, Glop News, the life of a conspiracy theorist. I am your host, Derek, and tonight, tonight, we will be discussing Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and Yeti. Are you ready? I know I am, and I just wish I had a big full of spaghetti. Here we go, my friends. All right, so I have been watching these program that uh, this podcast. Excuse me, if you listen to this podcast, it's called uh, Sasquatch Chronicles, and um, I actually had a a YouTube channel that was on YouTube. Yeah, I know. Well, that's redundant to say YouTube that was on YouTube uh, till YouTube terminated my channel because they said the content was fake news. So again, you're not supposed to have, I guess free will, be able to sit there and show people uh, an alternative viewpoint in which you can make a decision for yourself, but big corporations want to make sure they make those decisions for you. And so when YouTube used to be a platform where anyone could put whatever they wanted up there and it could be a, a platform for everything, YouTube now wants to make it like every other streaming and that's not what made YouTube YouTube. YouTube was unique, unique because individual creators were able to put stuff up at individual times of their own content. And that's why people want to watch YouTube. But hey, when a big corporation buys you, hey, you got to make sure the money goes where the money's got to go and any type of agenda that they need to push. Well, you can't have a contrary to that belief on the platform. So a topic that I had was I dealt with uh, ancient text, and I kept going in ancient texts in such such as the Mesopotamian, the Gil, uh, tales of Gilgamesh, the Samaritans, uh, the Sumer, uh, Sumer, and then I was also looking into uh, Hebrew or the Israelites or the earlier uh, texts that would be more in the Torah of the Bible. And then I was also looking in the Mahabharata, and I was finding a common thread through all these things. And the common thread was a hairy man, a hairy man with great stature and strength. Now, in the Tales of Gilgamesh, it refers to Enkidu, which is Gilgamesh's friend. He's a wild man. He's such a wild man that he runs with the gazelles. He runs with the cattle he runs out in the and lives out in the wood in the in the forest and he's out there and Gilgamesh is recognizing and seeing him and he's great in stature he's tall in stature and being tall in stature uh Gilgamesh was considered two-thirds god one-third man and he was considered a giant uh matter of fact you see him he's actually even mentioned in uh the book of Jasher um, and I want to say that I think he's also mentioned shortly in, um, the book of Enoch. I can't at the moment say that for certain due to the fact I don't have my book of Enoch in front of me and all my cliff notes and stuff. Uh, but I do know in the book of Jasher, he is mentioned, he's mentioned in the King's List that deals with Babylon, it deals with Nimrod, it deals with the, uh, the lineage. And a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Abram, Abraham actually came out of Ur, which Ur was also in the Mesopotamian uh, 
area, and he comes out of the land where the Tower of Babel was to be built, or had been built. And he comes out of there, and actually, you know, his king was Nimrod. And um, so he gets called out. Now, what's really interesting is that you see that there is a hairy man creature that has befriended uh, Gilgamesh. Now, Gilgamesh does something. He, he goes to the prostitute uh, of the village, gives her a big sum of money, tells her to lay out there on this rock, this area. Uh, she's a lay out there uh, completely still and completely naked, and she's supposed to allow this beast man uh, to ravage her. And it says that uh, they they went for for many 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 days. She had sex with this beast man to the point where the scent of the the of the cattle and the the, the uh, the creatures of the forest would no longer go near him because he no longer was, uh, you know, one of them. He was now a human. He was now one of the humans. And so he must have had a human-like appearance, but he had red hair all over his body. Now, it goes into great detail of what happened in those intimate moments of those nice, long looking in each other's eyes as you have a hairy man that... She uh, very much says is repulsive and stinking, but is very, you know, he's got a very big masculinity. Uh, that is essentially saying he's got, you know, a wanker. So what ends up happening, they do this. He, he finally gets tamed, essentially, by the, and this is where your old, the, the, this is actually what a lot of people don't realize. Uh, you always have that, you know, um, the taming of the beast. And that music contained the, the beast or the look of a woman contained the beast of the man. This is where that comes from. I mean, this is how far back. We're talking about thousands of years back in our uh, our, tech, our our traditions that we have that this has been woven into a, what now is a, a, a catchphrase, so to speak. The taming of the wild beast. The taming of the heart of the wild beast. And... Um, and it also has a little bit of ties to Beauty and the Beast, in a way, uh, which is rather interesting uh, going into these texts and what it's been saying. It's, it's more adult-oriented, so I, I'm telling you this because when you read it, I don't want you to be shocked and go, What in the world, Derek? You should have told us that this thing was like this. It's X-rated. Yes, yes, it, it really is in the details, but... As we see this, we're seeing that he is now friends with Gilgamesh, and they wrestle with one another, they they run with one another, and then he dies. He, he ends up dying, and Gilgamesh can't cope with his friend dying, his one true friend, one that was strong enough to be able to uh, go toe-to-toe with him. Now, see, you find out that Nimrod, uh, Gilgamesh, is in 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 that area is believed to be along the same person. In the book of Jasher, you have Nimrod is able to find the covering of the gods, the covering of God Yoivahe, and uh, he puts it on, and he becomes a Geberim, which means he becomes a son of God. He becomes uh, essentially a Nephilim, and he is he's a he's he grows his stature. 
He becomes a mighty hunter, which means he also can hunt men. That's what it means when he's a mighty hunter. And so uh, his friend and him are fighting and playing around. And he dies. And when he dies, Gilgamesh goes on the quest to find the elixir of life. Because he doesn't want to die. He's, he's now terrified of death. So that's just giving us one part of a hairy man, uh, which I find interesting because if you look and even in, in our modern day toys and cartoons, I don't know how many of you would remember Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Uh, I know that, that Kevin Smith's got a new series that's going to be coming out uh, on Netflix with the Masters of the Universe, He-Man. There's a character called Beast Man, and he's red-haired, covered, orange-covered, a wild man, a beast man. So you even see this in even modern uh, cartoons of these, this, this common thread that a hairy man, a beast man exists. Well, as this is unfolding and happening, um, as I was listening to the um, Sasquatch Chronicles, which I highly recommend you looking that podcast up and and listening to those stories because it lets you know that this creature now I know there's a lot of people and they get into the supernatural and they want to make it out to be you know uh, mystical or a shaman or a you know forest god or whatever but these things are creatures just they they are um, I believe that they are a remnant of the Nephilim and I know when you say Nephilim, immediately you're thinking in the Bible and you're thinking, oh my gosh, so we're going to the supernatural now, we're going to the... But see, that's the problem when you take the Bible and you don't use it as a literal text. When you use it for just a spiritual text, you lose a huge, huge understanding of what the Bible really is. The Bible is a library full of text of interesting and controversial things. And one of the most controversial thing is dealing with Noah's flood. Uh, I'm going to read from you from the ESV. I'll be using the ESV because I figured that's an easier translation um, to, to get and to follow. And for anyone that's coming... Um, later on that's not familiar with the King James, this is, this is a little easier. It goes in the sixth chapter. It says, and when men began to multiply on the face of the land, which is the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God, these are the, the watchers, the heavenly host, angels. Angels actually have a physical body. I know that, that people think that angels are just spirit and, and spirit only. Nowhere do you see that in the scriptures. You see that an angel is a physical, corporeal entity. Okay? So it says that the sons of God, the angels, the watchers, saw the daughters of men were attractive. And they took as their wives, any they chose. The Lord, Yehovah, said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is also flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also afterward. Um, 
when the sons of God came to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. So you're seeing a an outside race of beings that are coming down. And I am not talking about, you know, aliens or anything like that. I mean, I know a lot of people's going to probably read into that and be like, oh, you're talking about the aliens. And that, that, that goes with the whole thing about these guys are connected to UFOs. I think... I, I'm looking at it from a historical text that you're you're being introduced a new species with a species that's already um, the species that already exists here, and that there is something happening within the span of this time that is creating a new species. And I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm going okay. Now, uh, this is no, in no way, shape, form, or fashion does this take away uh, from the Sasquatch being a real, living, breathing animal. I want to make sure I clarify that. And how I'm going to clarify that with dealing with the scriptures also is that there is a passage in the Bible, which is also mentioned in the book of um, Romans, um, and also in, uh, I think it's Melilech, uh, uh, is dealing with Esau. Now, you go into the book of Genesis again, and this is what's interesting. It's, it says that God loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. And you're seeing that this is, he's hating Esau, and this is from the, at birth. Immediately it says that the God of the Israelites loves Jacob, who is the youngest out of the twins. They're twins, but they're uh, not, um, they're not, not, yeah, not identical twins. Um, so, you know, but they are still twins. And the interesting thing when I was going back into the Hebrew, and again, I'm going to be using the ESV um, and the Septuagint, uh, the, uh, which which is actually the Greek, uh, where this has been translated into Greek. That's how we're able to have the, the scriptures today. Um, and in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I have been able to... Uh, also be privy to be in the presence of and actually get to see and and look at and um got to see you know the book of enoch and the uh, the war scroll and i got to look at um isaiah I, uh, those are and isaiah 53 in particular that was very important to me and that's another podcast for another day for another time dealing with uh, what does the dead sea scrolls really say um but you have this event that takes place, for me, uh, looking at it as a scholar and going, why, why at birth, why would, why at birth does God hate Esau so much? It make to, 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 to just look at it from that, there had to be something that was, and it wasn't spiritual because he's a baby. Okay, he's a child. He's not even reached adulthood. So he's a child. So that means that something within him immediately stands out to God, to the to, to the God to the Israelites, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know. And um 
And so we're going to look at this coming out of the Genesis book of the 25th chapter, at, uh, starting at 22, verse 22. The children struggled together within her. This is their mother, who is Rebecca, um, and said, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? They're literally fighting in her womb, it says. And she's trying to give birth. And she went to inquire the Lord Yoavah. And the Lord Yoavah said to her, Now, this is interesting because this is literally meaning that at this point, you're going to have a separation between the two brothers. One is going to be the one that God will use to pave the way for the Israelites. But the other one will follow the path of the of a a mighty hunter. It says two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. There, it mean, and it literally means that eventually the two races, the two brothers, will forever be divided, and that Esau's Esau's um, lineage will be separated from the lineage of Jacob. And in, in, the, in the Hebrew, it's, it's saying that there's going to be a absolute, absolute separation between the two. And it says, one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. Now, when I see this and, and look at it from this way, and I'm listening to the Sasquatch Chronicles, I'm starting to understand why you would have the Sasquatch, the Yeti, the Bigfoot, why there's such hatred for us. I mean, you hear them talk about it. It's such hatred for us. And, you know, you're like, why is there such hatred? And I think that, in a way, this is given a, a in the ancient text, like a historical document. I think it's telling us why. It says, and her days to give birth were complicated behold there were twins in her womb the first came out red now this is a key point here it says the first came out red all his body all his body was like like hair cloaked uh cloaked so they called his name esau because he was a hairy man. He was hairy all over his whole body. He was covered in long red hair. Afterward, his brother came out and his hands held to Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Um, and so you go on in the text and you're starting to see that Esau is the one that's supposed to be given the birthright. He doesn't have the birthright or it doesn't. Uh, he gives it up. A lot of people wonder why he sold his birthright. If he's a mighty hunter, why he served, sold his birthright uh, for stew that Jacob was making. You find out in the book of Jasher, he actually killed Nimrod. He beheaded Nimrod. And the generals of Nimrod came in and they cut Nimrod's body up into 13 pieces because they thought if they had a piece of his body that they too would become gods. Uh, some people wonder if they even ate his flesh, which is alluded to 
uh, in other texts, and this goes into the whole thing with Horus and um, Osiris, and and so you're seeing a lot of this stuff in this area kind of mesh posh pull. And this is what I've always said, and this is where my studies were as a as a scholar. I I always said that there is a common thread. If you you pay attention, you you go and you say, okay, I'm going to take I'm going to take everything. You know, what I've been taught, I'm going to take that out and I'm going to look at it originally and I'm going to look at it objectively and I'm going to look at it as a folktale. And for me that has First Nation people and my family, matter of fact, yesterday I got to go to my uh, good friend's son's birthday and, and my family, when you become a man, you're given a knife. And when you're given that knife, you're given the knife because everything you do from this point on is to provide for yourself and also money is given to allow you to purchase those things in which you should be wise with your money but if you have a knife and that's all you have it can help sustain you you can learn to hunt and and even fish and do many things with it and that's something that that was has been instilled into me so I got to do that yesterday, which was really nice, and he, he really appreciated it and meant a lot to me. Um, but you find out that he's wanting to just get lentil stew and bread, and he ate and he drank, he rose, he went his way. Esau sold his birthright for lentil stew. So it says, you can see right here that the characteristics of Esau is that he's not that much, not, not a, it, it's, it's saying he's not a bright individual. He's not like, uh, he doesn't look at materialistic things as being what he needs. Uh, the story goes on where Jacob is going to deceive his father. You can go into the studies yourself, but he kills a sheep, uh, puts the wool on his body because that was his father was blind and um, his father couldn't see uh, see Esau or Jacob, but he knew that Jacob was smooth in skin and that Esau was completely hairy and that he not only was he hairy, it was a thick hair that was all over his body. So he's having to deceive his father by killing a, a sheep and putting the wool on his body to fool his father into giving him the, the, the birthright and the blessing. So when I look at that and I'm seeing as a red, he's red haired and that when you take a look at the fact that you're told that Noah's Ark, uh, the reason why it happened is because it was sin was so great in the world. That's not what the actual Hebrew is telling. Um, it's a genetic. There's a genetic anomaly that has come into the creation. And with that genetic anomaly in the creation is being to be wiped out completely so that the real human race that was supposed to be on the earth is the one that prevails. You see this throughout all the text. And that when you see it that, when you take it and you're looking at it from that standpoint, you're recognizing, wait a second, God hated Esau, and you, you, you find out the reason why God hated Esau is that he had, he looked as if he had come from the Nephilim. They had come from that lineage. 
So it looks to be a recessive gene that is in um, in our genetic makeup and that it actually comes out in Esau. And with it coming out in Esau, it, it you, you see that God uh, does not like that genetic makeup and that he has cursed that genetic makeup. And for it to be a hairy man that is red hair all over his body and he becomes a mighty hunter and he is, you know, able to kill game by he and it and it talks about him being able to chase it down and that he's physically strong to overpower it and it is really interesting when you start to see what uh esau's abilities really are now there's a thing that, that I, I was looking at that that i kept hearing a lot of them say whenever they would hear this uh the sasquatch yell or they would see it that immediately they you know fright they were terrified. They were gripped in um, in fear. And another thing that really got me was that I was listening to this, and I was like, well, there is a passage in where Jesus is talking about the end times, and he refers to the days of Noah. And not only does he refer to the days of Noah, um, but the events that took place in the days of Noah, and then if it was the events that took place in the days of Noah was because of a genetic anomaly that came into the world was to be wiped out, this makes a lot more sense too. And it says this, it says, so also, this comes out of the book of Luke, chapter 21, says, also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And then it goes on into, um, but watch yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down. It talks about being drunkard. But it also goes into men's hearts will fail them now these things uh, begin to take place strengthen it up raise your heads because your redemption draws near and it's going into the end time events and you're seeing that it is telling us that you will face things things will come out and if it were possible if it were possible Men's hearts would fail them standing where they are, standing right where they are, and that there is something that's going to come out, something that's going to happen that comes back onto the earth in those times. And what if, just just what if, and hear me out, what if the thing that fails men's hearts would actually be the dog man? Sasquatch, the fairies, the pixies, the little people. What if all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all these thousands of years, this genetic anomaly, this thing that you, you clearly see in the, the, the ancient text that sits there and says that, you know, um, 
God loved Esau, but he hated Jacob. And you see that it's because of the red colored hair. Not only that, you're seeing, um, you're, you're, you're seeing that all of a sudden this genetic uh, part kind of goes, and it says, it says separation. It go, one goes, one line goes one way, the other line goes the other way. What if the other line has been going into caves and caverns? Because I did hear where people say, well, you got the dog man and you got the, they're all like together. They're all, they're now showing up together. And you have even some that said they use spears and, well, like the Neanderthals. What if these things have been breeding? Now, we know by eyewitness testimony that these creatures are, 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 are with each other, but they're not, it's apparent they're not having sex with one another because if they did, that would eventually, you know, um, the races would, you, you would end up having a mutt. And that's what humanity is, is a big old, uh, we're all a bunch of mutts from um, all the different cultures and, and different, you know, I can go into detail with that, but that's not what I want to talk about right now. But, um, but you're seeing, you're seeing that these things are now starting to, be aggressive. The dog man is considered extremely aggressive. Uh, you take a look at the 411, um, what's happening with those people that are just disappearing. What's happening with these texts where people are saying, I saw a bear running on two legs, carrying a, a, a kid over his shoulder, and it, you're, you're like a bear running on two legs? And then you're like, wait a second, that's dog man. Uh, I saw a uh, I saw a, a chimpanzee uh, in, in you know in the forest and it was you know eight nine feet tall. You've got what's now known as the uh, the mountain the mountain giants that have four toes and they're around eighteen the twenty feet tall and you're seeing this and if you look in the ancient text dealing with the giants this is exactly how big they were. Giants in the ancient text, a giant was six feet and plus to to almost in some cases, which is extremely like whoa, wow. But you take a look at a T Rex, you're like, Well, if T Rex existed, then I guess something about 30 feet tall on two legs that could be a possibility. I know that some people sit there and say that you know. They believe that whenever the older the uh, the older Sasquatch gets, the Yeti gets, eventually the older ones are, are 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 no longer here. They go into the deep caverns of the caves. What if these things are still growing? We have no idea. I mean, it tells us that 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 human life will be at 120 years. So that right there shows us that something within our own genetics at this moment changes because. All ancient text says that that we lived longer and were healthier and stronger and maybe the daughters of men was able to carry a Nephilim child, one of these Sasquatch children, because we were bigger and stronger and we lived longer because we used to live up to 300 to 900 years. 
And that's just not in the Bible. That's in a lot of the other texts, some even longer. And, that, and the crazy thing is, is that when you get into the giants and the description of the giants, six fingers, six toes, two rows of teeth, covered in hair from top to bottom, that they were mighty men, that they also were kings, they ruled, and that everybody's hearts would fail them. You take a look at Goliath. Goliath shows up. And the whole army of the Israelites refused, refused to even go down to fight him because when he yelled, it reverberated with inside them. It, it, you know, it sh struck them to their soul, to the bones of their marrow. And if it's possible that these giants of the ancient text, who were also kings, if it's possible that that giant race is Sasquatch, then that would make sense of people saying, when I looked at them, I could see that they had a hatred for me. They, they it just wanted to kill me. It just wanted to just, you know, and I don't know why it didn't. Um, it was like something was holding it back. And then you have the text tells us that there's gonna be a time where the holding of back will be lifted and these things are going to come out of caves. They're going to come onto the world, and men's hearts will fail them. What if? And if you're if you've seen a Sasquatch, a Bigfoot, I want you to let me know. But what if? What if all of a sudden, what we are actually seeing is the exact same race that's been in all these ancient texts, that's been throughout these ancient texts. And in this, in this, it's telling us that this genetic anomaly was our superiors. They were bigger than us. They were stronger than us. And the only way that they were able, to, we were able to get out from up underneath their thumb and their control and their um, their 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 strength is that we had to have a cataclysm that took place that really just knocked the numbers way, way back. We were able to procreate like rabbits and have more children. Maybe their procreation is a little bit longer uh, for them to carry. So they weren't able to bounce back as fast as we were. And before a blink of an eye, there's hundreds of thousands of us and there's only 10,000 of them because their numbers don't bounce back as fast. So what do they do if they're highly intelligent? They go back and they recess into the caves and the caverns of what's we, what, what is clearly, we know that there are things that have been found where it looks like whole villages and whole cities have been found in caves and, and, and these things have been built. And it's like, why would the humans build these things? Well, what if it wasn't us that built those things, what if it was the Nephilim? What if it was a Sasquatch? What if we're trying to put a supernatural stamp on something and the truth of the matter, it's not a supernatural something, it's a living, breathing, physical creature that was highly intelligent, that maybe we were fighting for dominance of this world a cataclysm takes place, it knocks them back, knocks us back, but we're able to bounce back faster than they are. 
And instead of being able to come back and rule us, we've already, you know, done leaps and bounds in technology uh, because it just refers to these things being extremely good hunters, it, that they, they, they rule in fear. It is the, the survival of the fittest. And then they're like, okay, mankind's already gotten too big, so we go back for all these thousands of years and we're living in the caves and we're procreating inside these areas. And now the reason why they're starting to come out and be bold is because their numbers are greater than we could have ever imagined. I mean, you're, you're talking about things that could be literally shot with a rifle without, you know, I mean, not everybody's going to have a, a, an assault rifle or a high power rifle. Um, and these things move fast, and if we only have guns that, you know, that are, that, that we have to one shot at a time, and we've got like 10 of these things coming at us, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You'll get one shot off, and then the rest I will be on top of you, and I guarantee you the shot you did will probably not even kill the creature. Piss it the heck off, but it won't kill the creature. And if you have this taking place and happening, I don't care how many special forces, black ops, whatever, you take a look at the giant in Afghanistan, you look at that story, and you have to understand that you're dealing with a creature that's already wiped out a whole platoon before the other platoon that goes here to find out what happened to the first platoon. And before they can even react, this thing is already on top of them and has already killed some of them before they could even react. And it's huge, and it's red hair, and it's covered. And our government comes in, flies in, picks it up, and carries it away. What if the government has already known and has been making, has made a pact with these things because they are intelligent? Roosevelt, one of our presidents, seen this thing and it was like alarm. Abraham Lincoln actually refers to these things in one of his uh, his addresses while he's talking about also Niagara Falls. You, you start to recognize that, wait a second, we take this where it's no longer a biblical, just biblical stories, and let's just throw those out the door. This is a, you know, these are myths and legends from the ancient texts of Mesopotamia and from Greece, and, you know, we just throw those out because we're, we're thinking they're just folk tales they're just they're not they're not real they're not flesh and blood creatures but what if they are flesh and blood creatures what if they are literally and have always been in these tales of the woolly booger and these uh, you know don't mess with the boogeyman and don't mess with the 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 you know pay attention to your surroundings you know there these are things that's happening when you hear the accounts and you need to Listen. I mean, you can listen to only you can listen to five different of his podcasts on Sasquatch Chronicles, and the fear in these people's the fear is real. They relive it each time they tell it, and they sometimes they don't even tell it because they of the ridicule, and and then you also see that there is stories of the government coming in and telling people to shut up about these things. And our government may know about these things. Comes in and says, no, it was a bear. But they don't show you that they captured a bear. We had a black bear where we live. Came into residential areas and had cubs and was aggressive. And it was put down. And it was on every 
news station and every newspaper it had it plastered everywhere and the pictures of the dead bear everywhere but when you hear about people disappearing or being attacked and they don't leave anything behind and they can't find them and dogs don't want to go and look for them and you find out that they have a fear of dogs and you see this also in the ancient text the exact same is if you sit down and rationally look at it and say let's write down the characteristics of these ancient uh, giants of what has been written and you compare it to today's stories of what people are facing with the sasquatch with the yeti the bigfoot you're looking at the same creature the same creature you don't have to believe that it was an angel or or or, or something like that that came in to cause this you just look at it objectively of the animal it is talking about and you will sit there and be on pins and needles going holy crap they're talking about the same animal and they were greater numbers in our ancient past it took a cataclysm to knock them down what if they've been sitting all this time and they had this hatred for us and they've been sitting all this time and we know they can communicate with one another and they have abilities to strike fear in the men uh, in man's hearts that will make their hearts fail them it is the same creature just take a if if, if you and, and look at it from that standpoint you're recognizing what you say we need to this is more alarming and more to me extremely alarming because that means these things have been intelligent enough to sit back and make their numbers bigger and it clearly tells us that these things have always made a return and it has been a war between our species and their species and you listen to those accounts and that's the same war they haven't forgotten about us but we have forgotten about them and that makes them even more deadlier As always, please pay attention to your surroundings. You never know what lies around the corner. God bless.